Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Oh, yeah. We continue to look at what the Word says about not fearing, not fearing, and how we as believers must live by faith, okay? By faith. We do not live by fear. We live in, through, by faith. Faith that comes from the Most High God. So let's go to the fifth chapter of 1 John. We've been looking at the end of 1 John, which is just a, a wonderful uh, book, a wonderful letter. If you've never read it, I really encourage you to read it or listen to it today. It's five chapters long. It's short. And it's actually beneficial to, uh, uh, nowadays with phone apps and computer apps and all these free things online, you can have somebody read it to you. You can listen to it while you're reading it. And I find that gets to be very helpful. You're taking the word in in a different type of way, okay? So let me go back and go through the uh, last four verses that we've covered here, then we'll press on. First John 5.10, remember this. It says, The one who believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. The one who does not believe God has made him a liar because he has not believed in the testimony that God has given concerning his son. And the testimony is this, that God has given us eternal life and that this life is in his son. He who has the son has the life. He who does not have the son of God does not have the life. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. And so that last verse, we see that this is the reason he's actually writing this entire letter. He's writing to those who are believers so that they would know that they have eternal life. You know, quite often we'll encounter folks that, are, even personally with ourselves, will have questions about whether we truly have eternal life. Have we truly believed unto salvation? First John helps you walk through that. It really does. And you find out that uh, a lot of what he's talking about here is love. Love for the brother. Remember what he said in the fourth chapter. If someone says that they love God and yet they hate their brother, that individual is a liar and the love of God does not reside in him. So let's continue on. Verse 14 now, chapter 5. This is the confidence which we have before him, that if we ask anything According to his will, he hears us. Now, this is a question that often comes up in people, and they, you know, in prayer and asking and interceding and coming before the Lord. You know, uh, how does this work? That's the bottom line. He's saying this. This is confidence that we have before him. We have confidence before the Lord. Okay? If we have called upon the name of the Lord, then we know that, that we are his. If we know that we are his, then that which we ask, he hears. But notice this little caveat of this. This is the confidence which we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So does that mean that God doesn't hear things that are not according to his will? <laughs> People get in all sorts of arguments, all that kind of stuff. No, God hears everything. He knows everything, okay? So don't get distracted with that. What it means here by hearing is that he hears and will move upon it. And he's going to hear and move upon the things that are according 
to his will. So the question arises, well, why in the world do we even have to ask? Because God knows, God knows what his will is. What is the point of prayer? And what is the point that of, of us interceding, asking, petitioning the Lord when he already knows? <clears throat> well, the main primary point is to inform us, folks. We don't pray to inform God. He already knows. We pray to inform ourselves. Now, what we do, we do come before the Lord and we pray for one another. And what that does, that brings forth humility in one another, brings forth the manifestation of the love of God through one another. We do all the things that we do in prayer, which are fine and which are good and we should be doing. But the whole point is where we will hear also from God. It's not just a one-way communication conversation, us speaking to God. That when we pray, when we come before him, we have confidence because we are in him. And then if we ask anything according to his will, how do we know his will? Well, we listen. We listen. And we ask according to his will, and he hears us. Now, sometimes people get flippant with that. They'll ask for something. If it be your will, Lord, if it be your will. And it's like this spiritual get out of jail free card or this spiritual let God off the hook in case he doesn't move the way I think he should card. I mean, really, that's how we do things sometimes. You know, well, Lord, if it be according to your will, you know, Lord, heal him if it's your will. Lord, do this if it's your will. I understand, and it's good to pray with this understanding according to the will of God. That is good. But I believe, and I've heard it many, many times in my life, so many times in my life, that we use that phraseology as an expression of unbelief and a lack of faith. Think about it. Not judging people, not saying anything, just think about it you personally, you know. You're not sure, so Lord, if it be your will. I understand that because we are seeking his will and we're trying to discern, is it this way, is it that way? What? But I think we walk in faithlessness and we walk in fear sometimes in that. Then we can say, okay, Lord, according to your will. Here's what we know. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Now, Paul gives us some insight into that. I think when he's writing to Timothy, maybe the well, first or second Timothy, one of those two. And he says, uh, you know what? I think it was Paul. Anyway, uh, he says, you pray and you pray and you pray and you don't receive. And the reason is you ask amiss. You're asking out of the wrong motivation. And the wrong motivation is you're asking from your own selfish desires. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So here's what he's saying right here in John. We have confidence before him. You see that in Hebrews. We have confidence before the Lord and in the Lord. If we come before him, if we ask according to his will, he hears us. Verse 15, 1 John 5 continues. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request which we have asked from him. So that goes back to what I was saying a while ago. If we ask these requests and we know that he's hearing it and we know that it's his will, then what we're really saying is, Lord, we're joining with your will. We're uniting with your will. We're desiring your will and everything. And you see it expressed in different ways. I use this phrase a lot, particularly in talking with other portions of the body of Christ about various things and seeking uh, you know, direction and stuff. The bottom line is we're seeking the mind of the Lord. Lord, what is your mind in relationship to these things? What is your desire, Lord? And we want our mind and our heart to be at one with your mind and your heart. And, you know, I know God will do that. 
I was with a portion of the body of Christ for years and years and years where the leadership, when we would gather together, we, as far as I can remember, I don't think we ever, over a period of years, we never ever voted on anything as the leaders within the body. We didn't vote. We sought the mind of the Lord and we sought what he wanted to do. Does not mean we always agreed. There were the times everybody else thought we should do something. I'm the one going, I don't know. I don't know. And then over a period of time, I'd go, you know, maybe that's the right thing. And I would realize, okay, let's do this. In other words, there was a unanimity of thought and of mind among us with the Lord that this is what we're supposed to do. It's an entirely different thing than what you see the world doing in the manipulation and, and trying to get people to you know, win people over your argument and that kind of thing. He says we can know this, that he hears us and whatever we ask according to his will, if we're asking according to his will, his will is to do it, then he will request it because we've asked it of him. That is really an amazing promise right there, folks. Think about that. That's 1 John 5, verses uh, 14 and 15, that part we, that deals with that, okay? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode.